this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey, welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We are so excited to talk to you today just about, it's kind of a fun and random topic. We're talking about the importance of investing in our kids in the way of creating experiences for them with peers, with leaders, putting them in rooms with leaders who you would want them, them to become like. And it's something that I've kind of been, as my kids get older, I have teenagers now, super intentional about. It's been something that has been you know, at great investment and also a thousand percent worth it. And I would do it over and over and over again. So we just kind of wanted to share just kind of our experiences of when and how and where to intentionally insert our kids. Sometimes it's in a camp. Sometimes it's a retreat. Sometimes it's, you know, choosing what church or what youth group they're going to, but, but paying attention to you know, it's a very common popular saying that we become like the five people we spend the most time with. So looking at our kids, looking at even at ourselves, who are those five people? And while we have some level of control over our children <laughs> and who what their environment is and who they're surrounded with, what value do we attach to who those five people can be? Now, some of it, we really don't have control. And of course, we can't always choose their friends. We can't always choose, you know, depending on where they go to school and all those things, we can't always choose their teachers, their mentors, their leaders. But there are times when we can, and we can put them into a room. We can put them into an environment that is really created for their growth, for them becoming the best versions of themselves. And so what I have seen, even I think as I was becoming a young adult, the value of investing in myself and putting myself in a room where people were pursuing intimacy with the Lord, personal development, just greatness, pursuing greatness in in lots of different ways. I saw the way that kind of drew me upward and made me want to become the best version of myself. And so as I've had, you know, <laughs> kids of all ages, I've I've really seen, man, the kid that went on that mission trip came back a different and better and higher version of who they were before. The kid that went away to this camp came back. <laughs> you know, sometimes we've sent them to camps that really produce no fruit. And it's like, well, they might have had fun and gotten dirty, but there was not actually a tangible fruit um, in terms of them growing as a person. But anyway, so we just wanted to talk about 
when and how and what what's the process of really doing that well and with great intention and expectancy because what I've seen um, especially over the last few years with our kids of putting them in rooms very intentionally where they're going to be challenged they're going to be you know they're just going to level up because they're in a room with people who are world changers it's been worth every penny invested it's been worth Every hour spent, the travel, the, you know, for the mission trip, we did some fundraising for camps. It's been, you know, financial sacrifice and planning around, you know, you have to plan your calendar around these things. So it's like, man, if we've got this kid going to camp this week and that kid going to camp in two weeks, like everything has to revolve around all their things. But I feel like it's one of the most important things I've done for my kids growing in their walk with the Lord and just in their identity um, and knowing who they are and who they want to become. So that's what we want to talk about today. Sarah, what what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, I mean, I told you this a little while ago that I have been so inspired by your, I feel like you're the expert on this topic and you've inspired me to do this for my children when they get to the ages, which they are starting to, my oldest is 10. So it's like, okay, I, I need to start thinking about what is this going to look like for the future? And it's not my natural response or my natural inclination to like go the lengths you go to take your kids to camp and drive them six or eight hours, one direction, drop them off, then drive six or eight hours or whatever it's going to take. To get them to something, I use, I like to take the easiest route possible and do the easiest thing possible. And I feel like I see people all the time putting this level of energy into their kids, but usually it's like with traveling teams or yeah, you know, sports related things. Yeah. Exactly. You see people like giving their lives for their kids to be able to have these experiences. And those are fine too. I'm not saying those are bad or anything like that. If that's what the Lord's leading you to do, then do that too. But I've seen you put your kids into this like intensive experience, whether it's a weekend or it's a retreat getaway with their school or it's a school itself. Like it's kind of like these intensives. And I think I have grown over the years in believing that it is right for me to invest in myself so that I can steward the things God has given me. And I have to, I need to multiply those things out. So it's right to spend money. It's right to spend the time and I think the next level for me is to do that for my children also. And I've seen you do it time and time again of going to great lengths to see your children be invested in and to literally invest the money and the time it takes to get them there, but then also put them in the room with the presence of God, with people who carry that presence, people who carry like this, the things that you're wanting to see multiplied into your children's life. And like you, when I think about, I've actually been thinking about this a lot this week about how when I was 13, when I was a teenager, I was Mm -hmm. at these conferences that were all about like, just say yes to the Lord. Like he's got great, amazing plans for your life. Follow him. And at 13, I was all in and I have been Mm -hmm. all in since then. And there's something about when you, like when you get caught at a young age, by the Lord. And your foundations start being built at a very young age. I'm not saying you won't feel the pain of life and that things won't happen that you have to walk through and you won't have struggles, but you will have built a foundation that is different 
from other people Mm -hmm. who come to the Lord later on in life. Like I have mindsets and I have beliefs that are different from people I know who have been saved for a very long time and are doing great things for the Lord. But because mine are so intrinsic to my being, because I've had them for so long, Mm-hmm. I view life differently. My perspectives are different. My paradigms are different just because that's just who I am. Like, I don't have to think about it. It's been there for so long. And, you know, people have these all the time, like bad perspectives, <laughs> negative mm-hmm. paradigms, and it's really hard to come out of them. But I thank God that I had, you know, parents that so sewed, sewn, <laughs> parents that put the effort in <laughs> to help me get to these places and a youth group, things like that. But what to you, like, what have you done and what have you valued and what have you, what's kind of been the journey of starting to do this? Like, where did you start and where are you now? And what tips would you give to like the average parent who is listening of like, yeah, how do I get my kids in rooms that maybe our church like doesn't have a thriving youth group or maybe Mm -hmm. like our church doesn't really value things that I value, but it's where we feel called right now. Or like, like, what would Mm -hmm. you say? To that parent and what has been your journey? So I feel like for me, it started when I was reflecting on, you know, when I came to the Lord, what were things that really stirred me? Like you said, laid that foundation and not really seeing what I wanted for my kids to experience right in front of me, not mm-hmm. seeing it in the youth groups or the churches we were attending. It wasn't readily available. So I'm like, how do we create it or how do we get to it where it's already thriving and happening? And so we've done some things where we've tried to kind of create it in our home. You know, we, our kids went to a youth group for a while that we ended up pulling out of because some of the theological things they were teaching, we just were not in alignment with, but they had great relationships there. And so we now have all those kids that we met from that youth group and then a couple other youth groups in town to our house once mm. a week and we feed them and they play outside games and we have community and just build relationship intentionally that way. Um, so sometimes it is like you create the thing that you see a need for, but in terms of like putting them in a room with leaders, with people, here's the things that we value as a family, like number one, you know, going after Jesus, total surrender to him. And really wanting to be, you know, kingdom builders, world shakers. We've really valued communities where there's number one, a focus on pursuing the Lord, pursuing excellence, pursuing personal development and growth, taking personal responsibility, and also just impact, right? And We've really grown to value entrepreneurial communities and have found communities where there's a blend between people who are entrepreneurial and people who are kingdom-minded is where we feel most at home as a family, okay? Mm -hmm. So if I go just into like the homeschool churchy world, I feel a little bit out of place. If I go just into like the Holy Spirit crazy, (laughs) like faith-driven, sometimes I feel a little bit out of place. If I'm just in a room of entrepreneurs who don't know Jesus, I feel out of place. Where I have found an intersect of the people who really encompass the things we value with living a lifestyle of freedom, pursuing abundance, pursuing impact, crazy on fire and in love with Jesus. That's the rooms we want to be in and where we find our people who I'm like, okay, if I had to choose five people, 
for my kids to be impacted by. I bet I could five find like a hundred of those five people <laughs> in this room. Okay. <laughs> like all these people would probably be a fit for if I had to choose five, like I could pick any of these and they would be, they would be great. And so knowing the path that we're on as a family and what we're pursuing as a family, we're pursuing wealth under the glory of God. We're pursuing abundance. We're pursuing impact. We're pursuing, you know, just personal responsibility and leadership and all those things. So for example, we found a school that really aligns with that. It's called Valor Global Online. And that's what our 16-year-old has been doing since last year. And we invest in going to the retreats that they host twice a year, where all the students from all over the country meet with the parents. And it's obviously it's a retreat. So there's fun things and there's, you know, just it's like retreat stuff. <laughs> Part of it is just community driven and building relationship. But it's also they have parent coaching and they have times where the kids that, you know, they go and do their own thing with their peers and their personal mentors that they have in the school. And one of the things that I've been so impressed with, this is a room where a lot of the families who go are part of the school are entrepreneurial families. Oh, I said that word. A lot of the families <laughs> who are in the school are entrepreneurial families. And so they they just think similarly to the way that we think. And so when the kids get together, they're like, oh my goodness, everything you're saying sounds like the things my mom would say, or you're saying similar, but it's a little bit different. You love this and you're not allowed to do that, but it's okay. And you know, it's just like we're finding our people, but some of these families are, you know, years ahead of where we are, but where we're pursuing to go. And some might be a year or two behind where we are and they're pursuing where we are right now. But what we all have in common is the same vision and the same desires. And so you put your kids in a room like that. And it's the same with the camps that we've sent them to in the summer. It's like, I, I call it like the echo, like everything Sometimes in the communities in which we live, we feel a little bit like the black sheep. Like, are we the only ones who think like this? Are we the only ones who believe like this? Are we the only ones contending for revival and breakthrough? And we are saying no to some of these worldly things, but we're also not trying to be super religious and saying no to everything. And anyway, you can kind of, it can be kind of a lonely path sometimes, right? But you, if you find a room where you're like, these are my people, and if there's a way for you to put your kids in those rooms, it has been for us, for our family, for our kids. So um, it's like where they begin to really own it for themselves. And like, actually, I was just having a conversation with our 16-year-old today. And she's like, I feel like even in us searching for the right church, the right youth group, feeling like, oh, man, this is kind of like not totally it yet, but we're contending and we're pushing through. She's like, I, I don't have all of the like, like the leaders I have at my school, the leaders I have at the camps I go to, I look up to them in every way. Even if we don't have that necessarily at our home church right now, I feel like I am learning to own my faith and I've seen enough and I've been exposed to enough to know that I'm not living off of, I'm not borrowing your faith anymore. Wow. I truly am owning it for myself. And, and it's been awesome to even like be challenged, you know, when's the last time we did this thing that we used to do all the time? Like I'm hungry 
for more. So I feel like the greatest thing that putting our, like the teenage kids, especially, or even preteens in these rooms is like, it develops this hunger and this appetite for the more that maybe they're not getting on a daily basis in your home or in their home church. Okay. Yeah. So when Maya was at summer camp, um, at the international house of prayer this summer, she was like, mom, we saw like, we were praying for kids and they got healed physically that like we prayed for them and they were healed. Like we saw God show up. We were like things that they have maybe heard about, read about. They know that it's real, but they haven't witnessed it with their own eyes necessarily, or at least not in in many years. Maybe they saw things like when they were younger, if we went to like a revival service or something like that, but it's not like on the daily. So it's like, it just keeps, it's like recharging their batteries. I feel like with an appetite for the Lord and for the greater things that maybe aren't a daily occurrence, depending on um, where you live and what you're exposed to on a, on a regular basis. I know where we live, it's, it's something we have to be intentional to seek out outside of our geographic location is how it's felt. So anyway, to answer your question, my advice to anyone who's like, how do I begin to even look for these rooms <laughs> to put my kids in and prepare to invest because there is, you know, an investment of time, an investment of, you know, dollars with travel and things like that. And I think that valuing it and knowing that you're sowing seeds into your kids' future and who they are now, who they're becoming. It's funny because Maya will literally <laughs> have nightmares. She said, I had a bad dream the other night that I couldn't do Valor anymore. And I was, I was weeping. <laughs> Because all my people are there. It's like I found home. It's like home to her, you know, and um, it has been at cost. Like even this past retreat, I'm like, oh man, three nights away, we're staying at this like expensive water park in Austin, Texas, the airfare, the meals, all of that. But being in the room, she got to be with her people. I made some new friends and connections that were, um, Sarah, I haven't even told you about that yet, but it's like priceless. Truly, I would have paid 10, well, I didn't I don't have 10 times what we paid, but <laughs> and if I didn't, I would probably try to figure out a way because relationships and the people that we know, um, I think next to our time, I think time is our greatest asset, but the next greatest is our relationships. And if you can put your kids in a room with people who value what you value and her running, who are running in the same direction that you guys, like as in you and your family, you and your husband, your children are running towards, I think there's nothing more valuable. And you know, Sarah, the way we met was we were put in a room mm-hmm. <laughs> and it felt like home. It felt like I found my people. And so I know my life has so greatly been impacted and the trajectory totally changed because of being in that room and finding my people. We wouldn't even be doing this podcast or having this conversation were it not for being in a room. And so seek out, you know, the, the places, the churches, the, the conventions, even if it's like a one day convention or, uh, you know, a short weekend retreat, look for those opportunities. And, you know, I, I greatly believe that if we want to make something happen and if it's, you know, if God's behind it and he's not like giving you a check, you can partner with him in creating a way. So we can get as creative as we want and in, in creating the finances for things like this and planning ahead. Most like I know IHOP and Bethel and 
other churches like that, they'll publish their like camp dates and weekend retreats and things like that, like year in advance or more sometimes. So you can plan ahead and um, start to save. But anyway, I hope that that helps. Hope you guys are encouraged and feel free to message us on Instagram if you want specific advice or um, more information about anything we've talked about, we're happy to share. But overall, <laughs> the moral of the story, put your kids in rooms where they're going to be stretched, where you're going to be stretched, and where they can find their people and be mentored by people who you would want them to become like and who are going to encourage them to level up in who they are. I, I think it's one of the it's one of the things that has been the greatest rewards of entrepreneurship to be able to say yes to that because... I don't think our kids, especially our teens, would be who they are if that weren't something we were choosing to invest in. So that's so good. And, you know, we've talked before about like, you know, people take their kids out of school because of they don't want them to become something. It's like, I don't like that. And I don't like that. I don't like that. And I've taken my kids out of a co-op before because I was saw the teenagers. I was like, I don't want my kid to become that like these teenagers is not what I'm going for. But it's a completely like next level thing to start putting your kids into places you do want them to be like you do want them to become like these people and not just Mm -hmm. being in your home that's like oh yes I can do that at home and I can disciple them at home and I can give them all these things at home and sometimes you can do things like you know even your school it's online that your child is at home most of the time getting to experience things so there's so many things online too whether it's a class or whatever it is there's so many um, opportunities now, but just that forward thinking of like, what do I want them to be surrounded by? What, who do I want them to be impacted by? You know, we have so much opportunity and homeschool entrepreneurship it gives us that freedom. So thank you, Liz, for inspiring us all to really sow and invest into our kids um, and who we believe God wants them to be and become, or at least things we want them to be exposed to so that Mm -hmm. when they go into adulthood or they get, you know, later on in their teenage years and they're making these decisions for themselves, like we have given them, we've shown, we've exposed them to the Lord and what he's like, and the rest is up to them, but we've done our part. So, so good. I love it. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts, so do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.